pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, good evening and welcome. This is Resonance 104.4 FM. It is seven o'clock. It's Monday night. I am Simon Byron. I'm Anne Scantlebury. I mean, I'm Simon Byron all all the other times, uh, obviously, but particularly at seven o'clock on Monday. How are you doing, Anne? Uh, I'm really, actually, I was about to say, I'm really great. I'm not. I'm a little bit tired and a little bit grumpy. Are you? (laughs) Don't worry, I'm sure this next hour will perk me right up. I feel a little hoarse. You might hear it in my... um... Why? What have you been up to? I just hung out with a bunch of losers at the weekend. <laughs> no, I hung out with the best people in the world at the weekend. It was brilliant, but didn't get very much sleep. No. <clears throat> so it was uh, Nottingham Game City, as we are allowed to call it on Monday night. Um, sorry, not Monday night, uh, uh, the weekend. Friday night was karaoke. We did karaoke. That went so well. It did. We're going to talk about this more later in are the we? show. Yeah, it makes sense to give it its own little, uh, little section. Okay. Did you get back all right? Uh, I did. It was a long train journey, Simon, Wasn't it long? But it was a comfortable train journey. What time train did you get? Uh, the 12.03. Okay. I tried to get the 6.50. Oh, that is a very different time. <laughs> uh, in, I, the, yeah, in the I, a.m.? Um, yeah, in the a.m. Uh, I slept through the alarm. I got the 7.40, and they were being... Um, there was some sort of stuff going on, so we had to go backwards at some point. Did you have oh, that? Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, no! I was, feeling so, I was feeling so bad, though. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. What time did you leave? I like, you left the party quite about, early. Yeah, about, about ten past one. Yeah, I just sat there for three hours, like, just thinking about stuff. Just <laughs> couldn't play games, couldn't listen to music, just well, like, oh. Game City ruined you. Had the best time, though. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, everything else okay? Yeah, everything's good. I mean, we should probably uh, address the elephant in the room. Or <laughs> the elephant that's not in the room. Where is Steve this time? No, I'm going to go up to Glasgow to see my friend. Mm. What friend? Uh, he's gone up to say happy birthday to Ian. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy birthday, Hope Ian. Hope you had a great party. Yes. Uh, we were, bu- were, were we busy, Anne? Yeah, washing our hairs. Oh, yeah. Well, in your case, um, I was trying to grow it. Yeah, but maybe next year, ma- eh? Maybe next maybe year, next yeah. Year. Uh, it's my birthday um, in three weeks, actually. Is it? Three weeks, like literally on a One Life Left night. What are we doing? We're going to have a party. Oh, in the studio? Well, we're going to have a party. 
Yeah. We've got a list of people we're inviting. And uh, a list of those that we are. Oh, we do like our list. Dan Marshall, what hello. are you hello, what are you Hi. doing in three weeks' time? Oh god, I've no idea. Um why do I have I suddenly been invited to a party here? That, that's how that's how this works. Oh, yes. Fine, yeah, good. Cool. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I can't believe you've never actually been on the proper show. I've never actually been on a proper show. You keep on asking me, and I I always sort of am never really in a position to talk about anything. I'm always sort of being secret and quietly developing away. You should always always come on. Exactly. You don't have to come on here to pimp. You know, I know, but I've normally I don't want to sit here and they say, "What are you working on?" I go, "I can't really talk about it." Yeah. Oh, so it's fine. Awful. You don't have to talk. We about it. We would get it out of you. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about accidentally promoting my my new games. On, on one <laughs> life left instead of, you know... Imagine of, how awful that would be. Instead of doing it properly. Uh, we should explain you're from Size 5 Games. I am indeed. Um, thank you for coming along. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're also joined by Mike Cook, uh, who's from the uh, University Goldsmiths. Is that yeah. right? Something what? Like that. yeah. That's where I went. Oh, well, exactly. And that's why he's here, Anne. Is that, um, oh, no. Are they revoking yeah. something? <laughs> <laughs> they've, they, yeah, they've been going through their history. Oh, they found some graffiti. Well, they want to know <laughs> They want to know if it's true. Considering that my uh, qualification is in radio, maybe let's save it to the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you're a researcher there. Uh, you, um, you make AI games. I do. I make AI and games. AI so and games. We're going to be talking to you about that time. shortly. Thank you for coming along. Yeah, it's a pleasure. First time on the show as well? It is, yeah. First time in a, in a studio. Well, I mean... Um, I hope it goes well. Oh, me too. I mean, that was, that was my broad feeling when I came here. Do let us know with feedback at the end. Yeah. Um, but we're going to carry on the show. Uh, Anne, you're putting fingers out. Right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. We're going to start the show as we always do, and that's with Anne's News. It's 7.04 on Monday the 3rd of November, I'm Anne Scanthabry and this is the news. Nottingham is to become home to the National Video Game Arcade. The £2.5 million project is due to open in March 2015 and will host quarterly exhibitions focusing on game making and player experiences. There will also be a floor dedicated to the education of students wanting to get into game development. Announced during Game City, director Ian Simon said, For the first time ever, a civic, cultural and academic space will be dedicated to the public's relationship with video games. No, no jokes on that. No jokes. This and, is no jokes. Unless you're Simon. saying that the public's relationship with video <laughs> games is uh, is a punchline in itself. Uh, no, it won't be at this place. It'll be excellent. What did you think of this place? Uh, bricks and mortar. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Okay, now that's what you thought of it, not what, what not, not what it was made of. <laughs> oh, uh, excellent. It's good, wasn't it? Yeah. This is a Game City house. Um, I didn't. Really, I thought it was just going to be called Game City, but it's not. It's been called. Is it called Game City House? Well, well, I Game mean, that, City House l- lends it a certain air, like pretentious air, doesn't it? That like was a sort the, of. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that that was that was the name that I gave to it when I. Well, you just gave it. No, I, well, I thought I was walking past a building on the way back from John <laughs> Blythe's pub, and I looked in and it had Game City branding. I'm like, oh, right, this must be the Game City House. And I went in there and it was it was, it was like a it was amazing rooms everywhere, five floors. Have they, you never been in a house before? <laughs> <laughs> That's, they're no, all house, like that. A house up one with five floors. Maybe you you indie devs are doing all right, aren't you? And um, this one even had its own Mike Bithell room. I had a room, and there was yeah, and there all was houses just, have a Mike Bithell room, especially a Mike, for Mike Bithell. And Mike yeah. Bithell on the floor, which I mean, I think's where, where you'd keep him, wouldn't you? Yeah, cross-legged. It's like a panic room, but um, um they also had. Um, did you play Tap Happy Sabotage at Radius? 
Oh, is that the one where there's lots yes. of... Um, it's Alistair Aitchison's yes. tablet thing. Brilliant. Yeah, I I've heard it's very good. I ended up fighting with Rami over it. Oh, uh, we were being filmed and, uh, yeah, he ended up picking me up and moving me out of the way of the screen. Did he now? Yeah. That sort of behaviour would be frowned upon now, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, I, I'm friends of Rami, so <laughs> there were no personal boundaries stepped over there. Um, but they but they made it into a, a, a proper room um, using b- physical buttons. So mm. um, it had the same style of games, but they came, but uh, the icons appeared in screens all around the room. And so it's like, oh, look for this card. You had to run around. And I mean, goodness knows what Rami would make of that. It would be knocking you out. And yeah. You take a weapon in. Um, yes, yeah, so it was brilliant. Really nice atmosphere. Um, you could, there was a, a World uh, Rock Paper Scissors Championship going on. Who won? Don't know. Not me what, though. Jonathan, but what what rock. move did it's they? Rock yeah. always wins. Always. Rock. Is it now? Jonathan Smith was doing that thing where he where he goes. Oh, okay, right. So we're going to go one, two, three. Right. So he's explaining to me how it works, but he was making a hand gesture as you do it, which I think is supposed to Darren yeah. Brown you in. So um. he's going one, two, three. So what? Do you think he's going to do paper? Or He's quite a, what, so what you're saying is Jonathan Smith of uh, the Lego franchise cheats at Rock Paper Shotgun. I'm uh, saying rock, that, paper, yeah. rock Paper Scissors. I'm saying that. Steve's not here, so we can say what we want. Wow. Yep. Um, so that they were doing that. It was great. Uh, so now they, uh, they're closing it down and they're going to make it into a permanent space. Yeah. Uh, open in March. Should we go up there? Somebody, somebody asked us on Twitter whether we're going to go up for the opening. And Why not? I mean, even I'll if we're on... for the opening. That sounds like a yeah. nice thing to even do. Even if we are invited. Are you in? I, I don't know. Oh, listen, no, I think I, we should specifically go for Mike Biffle all over the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of issues there. Nintendo could be making a move to end region locking for its consoles. President Satoru Iwata told investors that the decision to region lock devices had previously been made for sellers, not for the sake of customers, and that unlocking may benefit them as well as customers. He also admitted that the change would be some way off and may not ever happen. But it is something that needs to be considered. Iwata has only just returned to work following surgery to remove a tumour on his bile duct. As most people do when recovering from major surgery, he spent his time thinking about region locking. Right, was that a joke? Seemed a bit... uh... Yeah, I know. Well, you can't really make jokes about surgery, can you? Well, I mean, we can try. Oh, we could have done a surgeon simulator joke. Right, well, exactly. There you go. Add that in on the end. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, as you were reading this out, this won't happen. Yeah, I mean, he did sort of say might not happen he's poorly though is he yeah but he's maybe he's been taking a lot of painkillers and he was having wild dreams of a fantasy future that he you know so hopes would one day happen with the freedom that they deserve mike do you agree with region locking i you know the thing the thing is that, that people get very excited about this kind of thing but uh but it involves actually actually buying games and uh instead of making them I, yeah right yeah. so imagine if that you know you could just you could just press a button and have a game huh? and that would be <laughs> Actually, no, no. I, I, it's yeah, not has no. been working in my experience. The reason it's kind of funny because I stopped playing console games quite a long time ago, um, just because I don't have space for it in my flat. Right. Um, and so everything's on the internet, and I don't really think about that kind of thing anymore. And then when people talk about it, it's like you feel really bad. It just seems know? completely daft yeah. for a portable system to be region locked, though, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's the only one that is still. Yeah, but that doesn't make it right. You know, don't no, you, no, I, mean, I know, but yeah. the other two, the other two aren't. So they, you know, they should really. What, what are the two? Shifty on with it. What are the two? Uh, you know, the uh, the Xboxy one. It's not portable, is it? Oh, no, no, but it's... the. Wait. It's heavy. It is heavy. <laughs> you, could, you could put is it in a suitcase. Is that why it's not region locked? Is because it's so heavy. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Why would you take it to another country? Yeah. No, I the PlayStation Vita is not region locked. Oh, okay, yeah. No, neither is a home console. Because Sony like you. Yeah, but uh, Nintendo don't? No, it seems, seems on. Um, yeah, like his... 
the idea of a portable console is you, is you take it with you. So, um, you know, you can't buy games in an airport. But you can make games in an airport, Mike, can't you? Make games whenever you want, Simon. Blizzard has banned thousands of Hearthstone accounts that were using botting software to automate gameplay. The software allowed players to earn gold to buy new card packs and unlock rewards. The accounts will be banned until 2015. The makers of Hearthcrawler, one of the bots, has shut itself down since the announcement. A stark reminder that cheating never, ever pays off, unless you don't get caught. <laughs> ban until 2015. Yeah, like, you like, are banned until 2015. They're, they're really dealing with the botting issue then, yeah. aren't they? So uh, how Just long is that now? There. Countdown till Christmas. And, and and one shut itself down, so it had a sort of well, self-destruct, it, no, it's, if banned. Uh, well, one of the makers of the botting tool um, had a chat with Blizzard and decided that since they were sh- they were getting tough on this, they should probably get tough on themselves. And just <laughs> do you think they suddenly had down. a moment of clarity and just suddenly went, "Oh my god, we're awful people"? <laughs> what awful, have we done? We're awful people. We can probably not make any money anymore. Have you ever used a bot, Anne? I wouldn't know how. Simon. Dan, have you? No, I've no idea. I don't understand. Don't I don't understand. People have Twitter bots, don't they? And I don't understand do they, yeah. how they do them, but I want It's one. a little person inside your computer. A bot is, is that... a, t- a small, a small robot. Person. It's the word robot made small, Smaller. which means that it is a tiny That's robot. That's how it gets into your computer. And that is how it gets into your computer, and it just sits there doing all the things. You know all the science facts, true, you? True story. So can you do anything about them, then, if you've got a bot? You can't. Oh, like, like you put some lotion or... Uh, I think Washing it's up a spray. Yeah. I think it's is a spray, it? actually, right. yeah. Okay. Mike, were you going to say something about bots? And have you used okay. one? Do they, they just think the, the algorithm's going to get bored, like in 2015? And they're just not... going <laughs> to take a three-month break and then... You know, when you take a break from something, you don't really want to go back to it. It will yeah. forget what to do, won't it? Yeah. Three months, you know, I forget a lot of stuff. Yeah. The bottle have moved on to Candy Crush by then. It'll be... You can't... You can't... <laughs> they've got a really short attention span to... Yeah. Notoriously. Notoriously, yeah. Nintendo has announced a sleep and fatigue sensor. As part of its quality of life technology, the contactless monitor will sit by your bedside and track your body movements, breathing and heartbeat. It will also check for monsters under the bed. It's due for release at some point that is unspecified in 2016. Microsoft has developed something similar, the Microsoft Band, which is a watch that will track calorie intake, sun exposure, stress, sleep and all that jazz. Companies, if you want to create real sleep-based quality of life technology, you're going to have to make something that knows when to hug you when you have a bad dream. Was that what you were pointing at? Were you telling me that the CDs were going to automatically yeah. move on? Right, yes. okay, right. Okay. Point louder next time. Oh. <laughs> um, Microsoft did a sort of Apple with the with their band, didn't they? They announced it and it was in the shops two days later. Yeah, but you can't... It's not. Is it not available over here yet? No, it's in, sorry, it's in US shops. It was, in we, we've been region locked out Ah, buying the band. Our health has been region locked. <clears throat> Do we think this Nintendo thing will ever come out? No. No, no, because no, their finger sensor didn't come out, did it, in the end, after all of that? I did do it? like talking about them, I, though. No, these kind of things never materialise. Did you see the adverts? What's a, Ninte- the, what's a Nintendo one? finger sensor? Do they just <laughs> you stick your finger determine was... whether or not you've got fingers? How pliable yeah. Yeah. your fingers are? <laughs> right. They would say, "Ding, that's was... a good finger for poking out." Well done. Have it, well, no, it 10 was points. it was going to measure how scared you were. I mean, obviously you're going to be pretty <laughs> I know scared. How by scared I am. Your, you're not seen Flash Gordon. You shouldn't be sticking your digits <laughs> uh, where they where they don't belong. But yeah, no, uh, that seemed odd, and it seems odder, does it? Um, well, so they want it to be contactless because people don't want to have to wear stuff all the time. Okay. They don't want to have sensors on them all the time. They want to make something that you can just put by your bed casually that will just monitor you all of the time. Is, is that what you want? I mean, it's it's not what I've, I've asked for, but it's what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a suspicious type of relationship. Why, is, why are they all getting into sleep monitoring don't know, it's weird, isn't it? What, is, what are they going to be using this data for? Because remember, so with the Microsoft thing, it's all going into the cloud. Cloud is dangerous. 
Right. What? Where is the? They cloud? might build some bots. They might build some bots that will be using your heart. What if the rate? cloud is dreams? All this, all <laughs> along, Microsoft have been harnessing the power of your dreams, and that's why Titanfall. I don't know something. That's so, how something that's happened. how robots in Titanfall work. <laughs> this I, sounds like a Pixar film. Was this Microsoft thing? I saw an advert where Microsoft said they were going to make you be a better human, and I think this was for that lifespan <laughs> thing. That's a bit sinister as well. Good Look in the luck. mirror first, would you? <laughs> Have you seen the people in this room? And finally, streaming service Switch obviously doesn't like people shaping what their mama gave them. An update in its terms of service specifies that it is cracking down on sexually suggestive clothing being shown during streams. The terms say, nerds are sexy and you're all magnificent, beautiful creatures, but let's try and keep this about the games, shall we? Banned items include lingerie, swimsuits, pasties or undergarments, as well as any full nude torsos. Wait, are there two definitions of the word pasty? Right. So, so I thought of Anne when I read about the pasties, and not for the reason that um, that I, th- I associate like them visually with you. Let me read what the final line was going to be, because I thought I was about to run okay. out of time and I didn't want to. In a bid to test these rules, One Life Left's next broadcast will be preceded by a trip to Greg's and a stream with our fully nude torsos covered in sausage rolls. <laughs> What do they mean, pasties? We've talked about pasties before on One Life Left because we like to cover the important oh, issues. Right, um, pasties. I think they're, they're pronounced slightly differently in the US. Okay. Uh, and actually, we were discussing this uh, over uh, lunch the other day with... Um, apparently, there was some confusion uh, with our American friend, uh, Matt Bock. They were talking about okay. this with him. Uh, and they were talking about going into the 24-hour Greg's in Nottingham... To buy some pasties. To buy some pasties. <laughs> and he was incredibly confused as to why James would want to be doing that at 2 a.m. Right. Um... So pasties in America are nipple covers. Right, okay. Sure. I'm not have you got have we got a list of words we're allowed to use or, or sort of mental uh, nip, images we're nipple allowed. is biological. Okay. So right. and covers is just a word. <laughs> <laughs> so having um having discovered this, Dan, how do you feel about pasties? Oh, I don't Cornish know. Cornish ones are the best, even. aren't they? The thing is I've recently moved um out to the middle of the countryside and I if you just if you Imagine a field as far as the eye can see and a house in the middle of it. That's what my house is. So my internet is definitely not up to Twitch anymore, either streaming it or receiving it or anything like that. So that whole thing's passed me by. Okay. I'm, 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 you know that thing where you so suddenly you... realise you're getting older and the young people are talking about a thing and you don't know what it is. I've, had, I've got that. So you'll never have the opportunity to see Pasties live on Twitch? No. Especially not now. They're, they're really clumping down on <laughs> nipple really covers. <laughs> uh, bots with Pasties. Mm, I don't know if that would work. Okay, thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
Sounded so, a bit muffled, that. Apologies. Uh, you're listening to uh, a song called Chasing by Yours Me. Sounds very you, Simon. Org. Now, I picked that for the reason that it was made on an Amiga yeah. in Octomed. Do you remember that, Dan? No. No, Mike? No. I, oh. No, we hadn't. No, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was there, but... Were you? Yeah. Um, Octomed uh, is uh, a music sequencer for the Amiga that people used to make stuff like this on. And so that's, I thought it would be a treat for you, Anne. It is. It, I think it sounds very much like uh, you. Thanks so much. I'm not talented enough to actually do this myself. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, you're listening to One Life Left. It's 20 past seven Monday night. Mike. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. So tell us about your work then, because it's a bit left field, isn't it? It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird for just about everyone. Because like, technically I work in a computing department and there's research going on, but I spend most of my day screwing around with games. And at the same time, I'm supposed to be in the games industry, but uh, I'm kind of a, a boring scientist at the same time. Um, Science isn't boring. Well, bits of it are, trust me. There's, there's lots of form filling and there's, there's some exciting bits. So you, you create your own, your own AI? Yeah. Have you not seen Terminator? I, I have, okay. and uh, it, it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, you know, but there, were, you know, there were accidents in there, but right. people Lessons are generally to be having fun. Yeah. It's only, yeah. Terminator is only a problem if you make an AI and time travel, right? As long as the guys next door, you know what they're up to, you'll be fine. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident that they're going to lay off their, their time travel work. Okay. Um, and, yeah. and, and, you, and then you use this AI to make games? Yeah, so, so it's, it's called Angelina. So I okay. the name. And uh, and it it creates games kind of on its own. Entered. Uh, I don't know if you know the Ludum Dare. We do. Game yeah, jam. we've had some Ludum yeah. Dare entrants on the show. Okay, how did so it get you, on? You've kind of got another. It uh, came five hundred and fiftieth in the uh, in the jam category, but you know that's not bad. It it beat human entries. Um, right. And it was all right. It got quite high ratings for some things um, like mood and audio because it's quite good at. Um, you give it the theme and it it. It finds lots of uh, resources from online, things like music and images and sound effects, and it tries to select them for a reason. And I think, uh, actually, some people think that, that it's doing okay in some areas, like why it chooses a piece of music, that kind of thing. So, so how does... I mean, I'm struggling to make mm-hmm. games and I'm a human, and yeah, now you're, and you've created an AI to do it for... So, how, so what, what language is it using? Um, so it's built in Unity, actually. Okay. Um, so I give it a, a word, which is like the theme of Ludum Dare, maybe, and then it'll go onto the internet and um, try and find out what, what this word actually means. So we use like word association websites and dictionaries and knowledge bases. And then it'll say, well, how do people feel about this word? And it'll go and Google for things and, and try and download um, maybe piece of music that reflects that, those feelings or um, some sound effects. So I think uh, one of the recent ones was about um, under the earth being under the surface. So it made a game about a submarine. So it found like noises of that you might hear inside a submarine and noises of the ocean and things like that um and like the gameplay is a bit basic you sort of at the moment you but, kind so, of, so, yeah. but yes what so but so mm. the way that you're d- describing it uh, sounds to me that it's what well, it's just pulling in sprites and stuff and then and then so each surely the game central game is the same is it but with different visuals or it is at the moment okay. so, so about a year ago um i worked on a game called a puzzling present which you can get it's Christmassy themed if you want to play it it's uh, it's on android um and angelina actually invented game mechanics for that it actually wrote its own program code and came up with ideas for how to play games but i haven't moved that to unity yet so okay. the games are really dull but, wow. the, but the research is there and i'm kind of working on all different bits at the same time so you know i spend a few months where i get really excited about how angelina chooses a piece of music and then the next month Dan's looking. Uh, can I just ask you a quick yeah. question? Yeah. Can you 
can you stop? <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but this is my job. And if you make something that does it better than I do, which doesn't sound like it's very far off. Well, it's so it's interesting to to talk to you about this kind of thing because you, um, in the past, one of the things that's great about your games is the humour in them, right? And that's incredibly difficult for AI. Oh, to thank progress, God! Right? And so there's lots of does humour not have a Wikipedia page? Always, always room for a naughty joke. You'll <laughs> yeah, always need exactly. humans for rude jokes. There you go. Oh, all right then, fine. Yeah. As long as as long as I've always got that. How do the Ludum Dare guys feel about you entering using AI to enter? Well, I wasn't sure how they'd feel at first, actually. And um, I actually entered Angelina twice the first time. And once was anonymous. And the other, I told people that it was Angelina. So there were two entries at the same time. And after they found out, they were actually really excited about it. And they tweeted about it. And the people who uh, reviewed the games were quite happy about it. They thought it was cool. Um, they still thought the game was kind of rubbish. But they said nice things about it. Um, but it is interesting. Because like, I'm not just interested in the technical challenges. We actually do lots of uh, philosophy. Like, What does it mean for an AI to have an idea or to have an opinion or to be creative or you know is uh, Angelina being creative in the same way that Dan is like I'd say Angelina definitely <laughs> isn't like Angelina's rubbish right now maybe it could one day maybe it can have like an idea uh, that I wants think to express when you say one day maybe tomorrow <laughs> yeah let's not let's not over egg how well I am how good I am at this job <laughs> where, where can we see examples of these, of these games yeah or, you can, you can play them if you go okay. to gamesbyangelina.org right. um, and then you can put a forward slash games if you feel like it or you might find some buttons that take you there anyway um and what's, what's, what's the goal with it, then? Is it, is it so that you can just automate game-making and put Dan out of a job? Well, there's, there's loads the, of... This whole thing is <laughs> going to like Dan Marshall, yeah. Yeah. towards ruining my life. <laughs> Bad encounter with him a few years back. It does sound yeah. like exactly. No, well, there's, there's loads of things it could be used for. So I think it could be used for, like, the next generation of Game Maker. So imagine Game Maker 10, where instead of you just making a game, it actually gives you suggestions or can help you design a bit of it for you. Um, but also... Can you put in a bit where if you put in a... If you like put in a design decision, you can make it so the AI goes every time you <laughs> yeah. press a button. You, and go, I think you're going to regret that. I think I'll have. I think I'll have birds as the main character, and it goes. Little games guns, game thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Could you yeah, you can make a little games journalist AI. <laughs> Could you um, put it where um, the surface, where it tells you why the surfaces are working fine on the PC version, but when you export it to Android, for some reason it's not displaying properly? No, no one. I mean, knows that's that. a very. <laughs> there's, there's actually there's a lab in Switzerland. So <laughs> that, right that makes me feel better. Yeah. Right, okay, so sort of contextual, like a virtual assistant and stuff yeah. like that. Wow. But I'm, I'm just interested in. Like, would Dan ever ask Angelina for advice? That's one thing. Like, twenty years in the future, when Angelina's away, if only we, if only we had a Dan here to ask. I mean, there's there's nothing nothing Angelina could give you right now. But But in twenty years' time, yeah, of course I would. Yeah, because it's a big moment. And, and would it be anything sort of more profound than should I make this with birds? Should I put birds in it or <laughs> not? Angelina, help me come up with an idea for the ending for my game. That'd be nice. <laughs> exactly. Like wow. That. Okay. Well, uh, we'll definitely check that. And, and that's not all you do, though, is it? Because, no. you know, doing AI is not enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're working on a game jam, right? I get excited but- about things that make other things. Okay. So next week, I'm hosting a game jam called Proc Jam. It's, the, the tagline is make something that makes something so from Saturday to the following Sunday so you've got over a week um, and this Saturday to kick the jam off we're going to be streaming a day of talks from procedural generation experts um, in live in London we're at Goldsmiths actually um, but it's going to be streamed on the web and there's people like Darren Gray who you had on the show uh, just a few weeks back um, mm-hmm. Gillian Smith who's a researcher in America is going to be there uh, Hazel McKendrick who's working on No Man's Sky she's going to be talking got loads of people um, did any of you play Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures yes years ago yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got the project lead Hal Barwood oh, wow. Hal Barwood's a proper a Q&A. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. There you go. Um, so it's going to be a great day. Wow. And so a, you, you can go in person if you're in London or you can follow it online? Yes. Um, the tickets have sold out. They were free, but they've sold out. Um, uh, there's a waiting list, but it's going to be streamed and recorded and you can catch up with them later. And uh, yeah. Can I just ask, if you're going to be streaming it, Mm. what are your policies on sexually suggestive uh, clothing? Well, I was going to turn up in pasties. um, (laughs) That's how you pronounce uh, it. Well, do you know what you're talking about, William? Thanks. Uh, So where can we we follow you on Twitter, Mike? Yeah, I am MTRC. Angelina's on Twitter as well. Angelina's Games. Uh, She asks for help sometimes. Does she? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. (laughs) Okay, uh, thanks very much for that. We're going to now play uh, Super Roger World. A special announcement for Roger fans. Despite my enormous success in the arena of games, I'm often called upon to work on projects for artistic rather than financial reasons, and nothing attracts me more than the prospect of acting on the stage. My first love was, and still is, musical theatre, and I'm honoured to announce that I will soon be working on a new musical that combines the story of Gears of War with a soundtrack bringing together the greatest hits of, wait for it, Jesse J. Cynics would suggest that these so-called arcade jukebox musicals are an attempt to cash in on existing intellectual property and symbolise the nadir of creativity in the West End and the music and games industries. To them I say, wait until you've seen my Marcus Phoenix belting out his rendition of Domino whilst destroying bugs and hugging other burly men. At one point I even get to swoop over the audience with a chainsaw, although I am slightly worried about dropping it as I'm 63 and it is very heavy. I'll be giving away tickets at my book signings over the next few weeks, so please, come along and buy a copy of Super Roger World to qualify. It'll make Marioki look like the cheeky girls. In a bad way, obviously. Does this one sound like me? Nope. Who does it sound like? I don't know, but it sounds soothing uh, and, yeah, very unlike you. Sound like Dan or Mike? We should also mention we've got uh, Simon, the intern in the studio. Hello, Simon. How's it going? Good. Good. Uh, he, he did a very good job at um, talent handling tonight. Thank you. How did that I go? I was handled. Um, excellently. Did anybody give you any difficulty? No. No? Oh, very nice. Did, 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 did either of them have a rider? 
What's that? It's like, like a pasty. <laughs> it is whatever but you want it to be. Somewhere else. <laughs> Dan. Hello. Hi. Hi. Dan, we've known you for ages. I can't believe it's taken us so long to get you on the show. I know. And every week I listen and every week you're mean to your guests. And I wonder, <laughs> I sit there and think, oh, I wish Simon was mean to me. Um, you can I hate that to top you you're like. wearing. Thanks very much. I don't like it either. So You've put on weight since we first met I you. I have as well. <laughs> just, I think that's just because I'm getting older. I don't, I see, I don't, I don't believe that to be true because I do like the top, top. And you're one of the best looking guys in the games industry. So, you know. As long as I rank above you? Mike Bithell, I, I think to, that's enough. We used to have a joke um, where we would shout... I'm Dan Marshall. Yeah, we did, didn't we? Didn't we? we? Yeah, we did. We met ages ago when I first made Jibbage and you'd written a book about the 50 best games Still available on Amazon? Still available. I have plenty of copies of that still available. And I came (laughs) along to your book launch and I asked you to write down 51. At the back it says 51. In my copy, it says 51, Jibbage. Excellent. (laughs) And and I think it came from that. I think it came from that. That's brilliant because that's a joke we now do when people write... uh, That's right. (laughs) People write things like... Top ten best events at Game City, and we're not on it. We're, we're like, oh, number eleven. 11. Yeah, yeah. Same, Same joke after all these years. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Right. So that was a while ago, wasn't it? That was when Oblivion came out because the title was Game On from Pong to Oblivion. I mean, that's yeah. so we decided to sp- very specifically date it. So what have you been doing since then? Um, oh, I uh, quit my real job, didn't I? And I became an indie developer, and I sort of um, sit there typing away at a computer all day. So your what was your real job? I used to work in TV. I was a TV producer. Okay. Um, what TV did you produce? Uh, awful, awful things to, like Wife Swap and all that sort of oh, really? rubbish. I yeah, that. I did Wife Swap. I'll tell you some stories about Wife Swap. Okay, good. Well, well um, let's, let's just turn the, turn the mics down and play some music. <laughs> Go on then. No, I'm not <laughs> telling you my Wife Swap stories. They're mainly rude. You wouldn't want me to That's tell That's why you're here, isn't it? Yeah. Tell them I'll tell, yeah, I mean, tell, I'm here to tell I'm here to tell you about Wife Swap. That's what. Uh, so at what point did you decide to give up uh, swapping wives and swap them for games? Uh, it was one of those things. I was... Um, it was my hobby was making games on the side I was sort of uh, I was making uh, Ben there Dan Jibbage and Ben there Dan that had been out and doing well and I was making them in my spare time I was making Time Gentleman Please in my spare time and um, uh, Channel 4 had got in touch about making Privates um, and I was I was I, I basically survived round after round after round of redundancies at the job I was working on. The right. team went from like 120 down to three, right. and they and I was basically a week away from handing in my notice. I was just waiting for Channel Four to get back to me with the final contract, uh, and they pulled me in and said, "I'm really sorry about this, but we're going to have to make you redundant. With like the job literally doesn't exist anymore. Here's uh, a handsome severage package." package and, here's, and I walked out, and it was awful because because I, I went to the pub with all the other guys who'd also been made redundant, and they were all sitting there. I don't know. I'm going to do. I've lost my job. This is awful. This is awful. And I was sitting there, and you can't say anything. You can't no. sit there and go, "Well, I'm all right," because <laughs> that would just be really rude. So I sat there. Yeah, this is awful. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I, but I, and I, I basically that was it. And I sort of uh, made privates and Time Gentleman Please did very well and was selling copies. And so I, I managed to make that I horrible thing where I was making games as my hobby, and now I get to do my hobby yeah. full time as my actual job. So I'm one of those smug people that. <laughs> You do look smug. No, last, I do look smug, yeah. don't I? I think it's the top. I think it's kind of smug top. Uh, so your last game was Gun Monkeys? My last game was Gun Monkeys. How did that do? It did very well. It, it reviewed well and it um, sold very well. It was just... It was it was really weird because um, I I sort of messed up the press, the promo stuff of it a little bit, I think, because it's sort of just... I was just like, I wonder what happens if you just release a game yeah. um, and don't really do much PR for it beforehand. And I sort of found out that... 
if you do that, it's very difficult to get the ball rolling once it's already out. You yeah. need to do that stuff well in advance. No, people don't want to talk about it once it's out. They want to talk about it before it's out. Um, so I sort of messed that up a little bit. Um, and it was one of these weird things that I I, sudden, I made this game that was deliberately a one-on-one multiplayer game. The idea was that you go, hey, do you fancy a quick game of Gun Monkeys? Mm-hmm. And you both log on and you play against each other. But it turns out people don't want that. People want to log into a server at three o'clock in the morning and right. find a stranger to right. play. Um, so no matter how I said, no, you know, that's not what it's for. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That doesn't really work. So um, it was just this really weird thing that the servers were just kind of empty because you need to sell a lot of copies of a game in order for it, anyone to be on online at any time. When I bought it, um, you I, thank you very much for buying it. Uh, no, I actually own all of your games. I do. <laughs> I haven't played them, but I own all of them. So it's not the point. That's is Steam, it? and this yeah, is, it is basically just Steam is basically just be, like uh, briefly played Ben uh, Ben there done that. Um, no, but you w- did you give away two you're copies? In ben there I, done I, well, exactly. That. That's why I played it. You play games that I'm in. Yeah. Um, uh, did you give away two copies from the start? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I don't think I did, actually. I think right. it was one copy, and then I, I said to them, this is stupid, we should... Very quickly after launch. Yeah, yeah. I tried a lot of things after, lun- after launch, because it was... And there was a point at one... There was a bit at one point where if you happened to be on a server at any point and there was no one else on there, it would give you a free code and say, go and find a friend and, and right. play them instead, which okay. was great, because yeah, that, yeah. that worked really well, because people were just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but... Again, slightly flawed because people just went away, found a friend, played against them, and then there was no one left in the server anymore. <laughs> so, so it's basically just a self-perpetuating problem. But um, yeah, you it's arranged weird. some like some nights where people would get together as well. Yeah, there was, was cool. there was quite a few of those, and, and and the community started to take those on as well, which was great because yeah. it sort of started. And and then I gave away um, after it had been out for about a year. Uh, PC Gamer and um, PC Gamer gave away a million copies, which was actually two million copies because all the keys were worth as right. was. And now it's just buzzing, and now Excellent. it's just and now it's just working really well. So Great. it was a long process, and it was a difficult thing. You know, I wouldn't touch multiplayer with a barge pole ever again. It's it's a lot of work. It's very difficult making it. It's a lot of. It's very difficult making. Uh, you know, fixing all the problems. It's difficult to test, and then when you launch, there's a whole lo- a whole load of other problems. It's it's really nice doing a single player game again because you can just sit there and go, oh, this is just this is this is all it is. <laughs> Tell us about the swindle then. So the swindle is a um, procedurally generated. Oh yeah, I haven't been invited to talk at Goldsmiths. Oh but, yeah, it's a procedurally generated um, steampunk platform game about breaking into buildings and nicking all their money and running away again. Okay, um, that doesn't sound very moral. It's not the most moral game in the world, no. But I, it was, it's one of these things I like. Um, it came from I was playing Assassin's Creed Two. And I really like that thing where you've got a bank account. Assassin's Creed 2 has this amazing economy where it'll dangle a thing in front of you and go, look at these nice robes. And they're they're (laughs) £100,000. And you go, I want them. I've only got £10,000, but I want those nice robes. And then by the time you can afford the nice robes, it's dangled something else in front of you and sort of says, do you want this as well? This is £200,000 for a nice sword. Look how sharp the sword is. And and it works really well because you've constantly got less money in your bank account than you want. And so it sort of came from that. I love that. I love hoarding virtual currency in video games. (laughs) Uh, um I I've always imagined with these sort of procedurally generated ones. I mean, how do you how do you balance levels then? Um, it's weird. It sort of does itself now. Um, 
it's 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 a lot of playtesting. It's a lot of it's a lot of sort of um, fine tuning a little bit. You know, it's it's a it's a case of generating. What it does is it generates a building, and it generates a very simple building. And as time goes on, and you get better, it generates buildings better, bigger, and better, and harder buildings full, filled with different things to um, constantly keep you on your toes, constantly keep challenging you. But it's a it's weird. It's, it's that bit that side of things isn't procedurally generated. That side of things is me just playing it over and over again okay. and sort of tweaking values. How do you how do you keep track of whether a, a level is playable? Like sorry, so it's, uh, you can finish a level. Uh, it doesn't ever generate. It doesn't ever really generate a level that you can't get out of because of the way it works. I've I from the very start, you're a burglar, so you can scale walls nice and easily. So it's very very difficult to get yourself in a position you can't get out of. But it's not impossible. And I spent a lot of time wrangling with the procedural generation stuff to try and make it so that you couldn't get stuck in a room and actually took it out again because it removed a bit of the fun from it because there's a little because the idea is you're breaking into buildings and you're and if you get yourself into a situation you can't get out of it's like the crystal maze isn't it it is a little bit like the crystal actually i've just ripped off the crystal maze it's (laughs) all my game i often think that something like spelunky gets a lot of credit in that um people go well it's rock hard and actually all it means it's just that the 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 level that it's uh built for you is too too too, just too different i'm I'm rubbish at spelunky is what i'm saying i'm I'm rubbish at spelunky so am i gonna be able to play yeah yeah it's 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 a hard game, and it's like deliberately hard in terms of. Um, I took all health out of it because it was much more tense when one one hit, hit will yeah. kill you, um, and it was much more exciting to be and tense to be in the building in that situation. But uh, but yeah, you can. It's got that thing where you die, and it's your fault. It's never my fault that you've died. It's always your fault that you've died, and you hammer the A key to try and get. You want to start a new one straight yeah. away. You know, you die, and you go oh fiddlesticks and then an A and then and, then, and and you start again another one immediately and immediately die and try and try again. Do you do you keep items between like so if you if you steal at the moment you do okay basically if you I, break I in, like if you that. break into a building yeah. and it's got this thing where you're in the middle of a building and you've stolen let's say you've stolen two grand's worth of cash yeah. and you go uh, I, but I want, but I want three grand to buy the next exciting okay. bit of kit. I'll just I'll stick around a little bit longer That's and then your you fault. die. Your greed kills yep. you is amazing because yep. you, you've go. got your, you've only got yourself to blame yeah um you recently announced that how, how long have you been working on it i think i started i started it in um the start of the year so about february i think and when's when's it coming out hopefully i if it if i'm still working on it by spring i'll be surprised okay so next year cool where can we follow its progress uh, the best thing to do is follow Dan Nat on Twitter because I will constantly be banging on <laughs> about it now, now that I can. <laughs> Excellent. Well, good luck uh, on it. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, will you come back in when it's done? Yeah, of course we will. Okay. And what, no, he won't. Look at that face. He's not going back <laughs> up here again. Well, all the way to London. To that <laughs> all London. the way to London. As long as I can, um, as long as I can sort of coincide it with something else. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. All right, cool. Thanks, Dan. Uh, and now it's over to your local news. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The presenters of the Knockabout Television driving programme with racist undertones, Top Karting, are in trouble again. This time they were filming a special in the Bowser Kingdom, only to be chased out by an angry mob of Goombas, Koopa Troopers and Shy Guys. Apparently the locals were incensed by a number plate on Mario's car that was alleged to refer to previous battles between himself and King Bowser. The number plate read... Lizards are losers, except for Yoshi, but Mario and the producers of the show have stated that they categorically did not choose the number plate on purpose and were given it by chance. However, this argument was slightly nullified 
Biogumba finding another number plate that read, No cakes for you. Peach makes them for us. We got this on purpose. In a storage crate owned by the producer. We asked the other presenters for comment, but the tall, affable Luigi and tiny accident-prone Toad were unwilling to say anything until Mario had made a statement, at which point they would laugh and agree with everything he said to avoid derailing their money train. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Letters. Thanks for the local news. Yep. Shaking of Dowie. Yep. Brilliant joke. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a letter? Uh, yeah, dear lovely people down by the river. Uh, this week, an illustration at an illustration conference, I met Steiner Lund, who dropped the bombshell that he had made a bo- uh, that he made box art in the eighties for Microprose and Llamasoft. <gasps> Back in the days when your box art bore no resemblance at all to the game visuals. Do you have any favourite covers? Any tales of disappointment with what cover uh, with what the game had once you got past the wrapping? Lots of love, Robert. Well, the first covers were um, <clears throat> the games I bought were on ZX81, so they were. I mean, the, the ZX81 had basically no graphics, so everything on the front was a lie. Flight, <laughs> Flight Simulator, in, in particular. Look up Flight Simulator by Scion. Um, yeah, that didn't accurately portray exactly what was going on. I mean, it had planes, but I think that was the only passing similarities that there were supposed to be planes in it. Is it a shame that there isn't really box art? Yeah, it's all so about much. the icons now, isn't it? Yeah, it all is. about the icons. You better make your icon good. What's your icon going to be like, Dan? Oh, that's the last thing on my mind. That's the last thing you do, isn't it, the icon? No, start thinking about it now, because no. if it's not good, people won't click on it. Hmm... Just a picture of Anne's face next yeah, to it. Yeah, there we go. That's a great idea. There you go, done. Uh, any more comments on box art before we move on? Mike, favourite box art? Bill's Tomato Game to be Amiga. Bill's Tomato Game by Psygnosis. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Fun game that was. Sonic still gets me excited. You know that original Sonic box art yeah. with the original Sonic? That's still the greatest as far as I'm concerned. So perfect. Anything to add, Anne? No, I never really got into boxes. <laughs> nah. Dan, have you got a letter? I have. Uh, this is from Edgar. It says, hey guys, Game City sounded great. I really have to get involved next year. It sounded like everyone had a great time and was great to each other dis- despite being a mixture of genders. <laughs> well done. Well done you if you managed to be great to each other despite being a mixture of genders. It says, was anyone talking about Evolve codes? I have heard people complaining that they gave too many codes away. Is that a problem? How? Why? P.S. <laughs> We have a spare Evolve code. <laughs> <laughs> even I've got an Evolve code. I've not even, I don't even know. That what is? Uh, it's a new game from Take Two. Um, it's essentially Left for Dead in space, uh, I believe. Um, I've not used by the Evolve. Can I have an? Can I have a code? What? Uh, speak to um, who's that? Edgar. Edgar's got one. He says he uh, go to. Uh, sell Pierre Lamy if you want it so oh, you go brilliant thanks yeah will do I mean it's an interesting tactic isn't it that this this um, very public beta um, Titanfall did it Destiny did it pretending it? that there's a pretending it's that Destiny. there's a degree of um, right. holding back to it that, but then, uh, but then, that doesn't exist but, but then the irony is that it's like it's like Someone like Sony can't get Drive Club right when you know, when they should have let few people. I, mean, I don't know. Yes is the answer, and no. 
Mike, have you got a letter? I do. It's from Ben Hall, and he says, Hello, team, possibly, plus a special super guest. Uh, we've got two, so... It seems like only... Well, I'm not that special. Uh, it seems like only a Aww. year ago that I was chatting to Anne at Game City. We need some wistful music. Trying to think of new ideas for the One Life Left event for the following year's Game City. Eventually, we decided that a great British Bake Off-style event would be good, and then we forgot about it as we had gotten murdered horribly by someone winking at us. Except, it seems like Game City hosted their own Bake Off this year and invited Jordan along. What I want to know is how did they listen into Anne's conversation with me? There is no way that Ian Game City would have thought of such an original idea without copying us. Also, we'd have had Howard and that would have been much better. Cheers, Ben. Would have been. Did think of this last year. Did you? Yeah, well, you should have got it done, shouldn't you? Less thought, more action. Andrew Smith was doing all the baking. Yeah, how did he He do? was doing... I, I, I only saw what he'd produced and I was genuinely quite impressed. He did a head crab... Ah. based thing that looked delicious and hideous and he did some uh, he did something else he did, he did some, some Mario thing Mario, yeah, Mario coins, coins that's right little he? tarts yeah and then something else as well he, he was, great. It was very impressive I um I flicked the, the I flicked the music bed sorry the uh, the letters bed down because uh, I was going to do this about Game City because we haven't talked about that no, probably. We we're yet, running out of time uh, I think Ben uh, Borthwick puts it beautifully when he says dear team one life left and super special guest Mike and Dan over the last few days, I have seen some truly amazing things. I've been drinking and talking, writing with comic writing goth and the guy that wrote Planescape Torment. I found myself watching the 12-year-old developer of Space Pants thrash the creators of Bird Ball at their own game. I've seen Zoe Quinn absolutely destroy all competitors at Nidhogg. I've sat in a VIP room listening to Taylor Swift's new album with friends, including three of the best gaming radio personalities ever to grace the airwaves. Daft Souls were up there, weren't they? <laughs> um, and I pondered whether a certain indie developer should now arrange to get Hollywood star Andy Serkis to guest on a future episode of Gaming's number one radio show, One Life Left, because he totally owes them. But the most amazing things I saw in the last few days include seeing folks united in their love of gaming, jumping up on stage to express their feelings in hilariously written song. Folks who've made games side by side with folks who've played games and folks who've written for them in places like The Guardian and The New York Post. Uh, or, or the New Yorker. Most of all, what I've seen has restored my faith in gaming, reminding me why I want to be a part of this industry in the first place. Of course, I'm talking about Game City and Marioki, and it has genuinely been one of the best experiences of my life. And I want to thank everybody at both Game City and One Life Left to make it possible. We were a very small part of that. Uh, we were four hours of Game City um, on Friday night, and it was the best Marioki we've done. It was. It was so good. Thank you to everybody that came. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Wasn't it? Sometimes you think that you can tell a crowd. Uh, you think that they're just there because oh, they they like these specific songs. So you should probably like cater to those kinds of songs. But every song, everybody was dancing to everything. It was, yes. Um, everybody was just having a lovely time, uh, supporting each other, dancing, uh, laughing, uh, getting on stage. Loads of people getting on stage together. Um, it was brilliant. And uh, when we weren't doing our own stuff, I mean, just wandering around Nottingham from the uh, various events stuff, there's loads of stuff going on. Um, yeah, I, once again, Game City never fails to be anything but the most amazing time. Um, so thank you to Game City. Thank you to yeah. everybody that came. Um, really excited about what you're going to be doing in March and for Game City next year. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just, just thanks, really. Thanks to everybody. Just say thanks. Thank you, Game City.
and uh, Stan Marshall there just showing that we we often have a lot of fair chat about beer this time about beer that time at least I didn't say any rude words (laughs) at least you didn't Um, but but yeah you're uh, you're absolutely right and um, he should be ashamed of himself he should be really (laughs) Uh, you're listening to um, Technicolor Street uh, by J-Red and that features Groovemaster 303 Um, this is uh, like all our songs this evening from chipmusic.org doesn't sound like you. No. No, only the first one did. Right, we're, uh, we're slightly behind time. We're going to have to push on. Okay, so we're going to slightly do go, this. Go, go. Do that and then... Do that! It's reviews! Seamless. What have you been playing, Tam? Uh, this, I'm going to have to... Kiwanuka. Kiwanuka. Uh, it's lovely. It's an iOS game. Um, and, yes, so you... Um, you hold a torch up you have to get from there are sort of islands around and you have to get from one island to the other and they are separated and it's like they are in space and you have to uh, so you've got a crowd of people behind you and you have to basically through a variety of different tapping and dragging mechanisms uh, you have to create a bridge of either get the people to jump down if it's beneath you um, or you have to create a bridge of people to get the other people across and sometimes you have to uh, break the bridge so that you can drop in between uh, because there are bits of the islands which um, you can't stand on because they'll kill you. Don't stand on them. Um, and it's just very, uh, like, very therapeutic. And love- I was playing it in bed one night and uh, it's it's quite neon. Um, and all, you get, all, for every level that you do, you get uh, these new characters and they all have names. It's lovely. One of them was called Max. Okay. Hi, Max. Um, yeah just really nice uh, nice little ways of how to uh, swing the bridge of people around so you can go underneath the island and stuff it's nice just n- nice little puzzle game Simon nice yeah, little puzzle good. game I mean that sometimes that's all you want to play sometimes isn't it just what you want to play nice little puzzle game neon colours um, and for that I will give it 7 out of 10 Dan Marshall hello uh, I've been playing Alien Isolation quite a lot oh really yeah it's really good it's it's one of these things where the the world and the universe and the stuff that they've put in it is you can just drink it in it's beautiful like the opening hour is amazing because you're just looking in every nook and cranny and just drinking in the design of it and the sound design and everything and the music is perfect and everything they've done such a good job um it has flaws it's 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 i'm it's my fault but i'm playing it on hard because i wanted mm. i wanted to be scared of the alien and it's, there's just not enough save points to make it enjoyable, I think, in it, on, on the hard mode. So it's my fault that it's hard. I've only got my Why don't you change it now? Uh, I don't want to. I'm I'm 90% of the way through a game on so hard. I'm just gonna so you want yeah, hard, hard to be easy? Uh, yeah. Hard to be I easier. Think it's weird. It's, I'm enjoying it. I think like quite a lot of the stuff, oddly enough, that I'm enjoying the most is where it's just an alien walking simulator, where, the, where there is the illusion of danger, but there isn't actually any danger. Have you felt it's scared? It's good stuff. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, the Doctor Who like um, working Joes actually I found, found scarier than the the any alien at sometimes. When you turn around mm. and there's suddenly this android there, they are creepy. They are really <laughs> well done. Um, and when you get a couple of them after you and they're just uttering their horrible phrases and coming after you and you're choking you and you try and hit it with a wrench and it grabs your arm like this and forces it down and it's a beautiful animation that the first time it happens you're just I had no idea that was that it was possible to not hit a baddie in a game I thought that was just gonna that was a show but uh, yeah it's it's lovely and it's beautiful and it's um, do you think they're gonna patch this um, save business because I've seen a lot of people complain about it I don't think they I don't think they should I think it's, it's, it's I think it's my fault 
I think I think everybody so uh, really? basically everybody I've seen that's played it has complained about having to replay so yes it's got, it's got, that's where it gets annoying it's where, you, where you've got to a bit where you've gone down three corridors and you've found a plasma torch and you've plasma torched the thing off and then you've pushed the button and you've opened the door and you've set a hacked a computer and you've set a system and you've hidden in the locker and then you get killed and you, you've got to do all that again mm. is annoying in a bad way but uh, I don't know what they do about it there's no solution to that I don't think you just got to just patch it just patch it just patch just it in a, just put a save key on it yeah, exactly. save key, yeah. just upload the patch to PlayStation yeah. Network yeah yeah. it's a difficult it's difficult but it's it's a very enjoyable game what are you going to give it uh, seven Mike I've been playing The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Have you? Is, uh, I'm interested in this as well. Yeah, it's well, a walking you know, simulator. It's, it's, a, it's a walking horror simulator. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's, like it's like a horror puzzle game. But uh, if you don't like horror, because I get a bit scared sometimes, you can just forget the puzzles there. Just walk around, pretend uh, you're in a very underpopulated village somewhere in the New Forest. And uh, yeah, there's the occasional field of skulls. But if you don't solve any of the puzzles, nothing scary really happens. <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> I just wandered down to the river and... You know, I mean, occasionally there's a guy who's been chopped in half by a train. Um, uh, which, you know, that sort of thing happens, yeah, isn't it? New Forest, again. You know, that, that, that does happen out there. Um, but no, no, it's, it's really cool. It's got some interesting ideas, and it's got this bit where, like, you, you find a murder and you reconstruct it chronologically to, to work out what's going on, which is, uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. Is it episodic? Mm. No, okay. um, it's just some people thought it was very short because you could right. just walk to the end without solving okay. anything. So, uh, <laughs> Lazy well, detective. Can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what score are you can uh, contractually allowed <laughs> to, yeah. to give it? It's, it's a seven. It's seven out of ten. Okay. Um, I can't remember the na- name of the game that I played at Nottingham, but um, I imagine that if it if you were to make a game of the Human Centipede, oh, that's oh, what it would no. look like. Oh goodness! Okay. Push me, pull you. Is it? Is, is yeah, that what pull it, me, it, push you, it, push is, you, is that what it's called? Yeah. It's, See, that. it's a four-player game. It's really upsetting. Isn't it really <laughs> odd? Where you play, uh, where two you, in teams of two, you play the same being that has a head and an arm at each end of it, and you can shrink and grow. <gasps> oh, I saw that! Oh my goodness! Oh, that is terrifying. It was so like weird. Your reaction to that is that's more horrible than both horror games, actually, <laughs> exactly. and Alien Isolation. Is it the one where you have like a there's a ball? Yes, yes, yes. Sort of like yeah, this yeah. weird old sports game. Um, we had such fun. Who was I playing it with? I was playing it. Uh, I was playing it with Jordan. She was on the other team. Jordan, maybe Keith Stewart. I can't, no, he'd gone home. Hadn't he had to go home early. Um, who? Yeah, I forget. There were four of us. I was quite drunk, but yeah, um, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was bonkers. Is what it was. I don't want to play it again. Although I do. It looked. So. Yeah. I, yeah. It looked very disturbing, Simon. Seven out of ten, I think. Yeah. So, what is is it out now, Dan? Can you? Can I've you got buy it? no idea. I, I I think it's like a local multiplayer, uh, you know, trade uh, like a sort of show sort of thing, isn't it? I don't know if they're selling yeah. it or anything. Else. Seven out of ten. Uh, right, that's that's us. I think. Right, that is us. Right, right to the edge there again. Um, thank you so much for coming, Mike. That's a pleasure. Good luck with the game, Jam. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, and all the AI stuff. Yeah. Dan, good luck with Swindle. Thank you for having me at last. No, no, it's a pleasure. Please uh, do genuinely come back yeah, on no, when it's, I will. When no, it's out. Yeah, um, Simon, thanks for handling the talent. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> uh, and Anne, obviously, thanks for... Uh, thanks for turning up. Thanks for turning up, Simon. <laughs> for being there. It's good to know that some things aren't more important than you, our listeners, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been well Life Letter. We will see you next week. Thanks very much for see listening. You bye. bye. <laughs> 